Welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I am your host and my name is Becca and I'm the owner of Be Strong. I'm here to help you nourish your health, your mind and your happiness. So without further ado, let's jump on into this week's episode. First of all, thank you so much for joining me today. As always, a massive, massive welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode because I'm actually going to be talking about mental restriction and how you can start overcoming this mental restriction which is a big thing that can impact our food relationship so if you are somebody who maybe experiences cycles of restriction and overeating maybe you notice things like food guilt coming up you notice fear and stress around food or just wanting to restrict a little bit and you're like I want to move away from those behaviors but oh my gosh I have no idea like what I need to do then make sure to listen to this because I'm going to tell you the steps that you need to overcome that mental restriction, which is one of the biggest parts on your food relationship journey. It's letting go of all of that uh, toxic diet culture and all of these beliefs and mindsets and labels and rules that we've been told or given or made to believe around food it's leaving those behind and moving back into that place of nourishment and balance. So it's a really, really exciting episode, which I'm so excited to be delving into. Um, So obviously let's get into it, but actually really funny thing before I do. <laughs> so as I'm recording this, I'm recording a, um, a little bit early to um, the day that's been uploaded because the week that you're listening to this, it's my birthday. In fact, it's my birthday um, the day after today. So the 24th of May, it's my birthday. It's Gemini season, very excited. Um, So I'm having like a little bit more of a quieter week on my birthday because just having some time to relax, be present, have a little bit of fun. Um, so yeah, but I, the funny thing that I was going to say actually um, is as I am recording this, I've currently got hair dye <laughs> all on my hair. Do you know when you, well, I don't know if you do, but I have my hair done at the hairdresser, um, but I've got like this little um, uh, colour thing. So obviously I have my hair pink now, which just like keeps my colour a bit fresh in between appointments. So I've so currently got some on, just touching up my roots a little bit. Um, before my birthday, I got to have fresh hair. Um, and you know how you've got to wait, like, mine's like 30 minutes until it's done. I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to sit down and record this episode now because there's nothing more that I hate than having to, like, wait around, just waiting for it to be done. So I thought I'd be proactive and I'd do something really fun, aka recording a podcast, because then time goes faster and I get to talk about about something that I absolutely love but I guess as well actually before I do delve on into the episode and I'm, I'm going to tell you the 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 got the, the information that you want to know but as I was putting um my hair stuff on and um I was in the mirror sorting it all out I was just having like a really like big moment of reflection I don't know if anyone else feels the same but I have like big moments of reflection at the times that I'm not intentionally having moments of reflection. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like sometimes I'll be on a walk and I'll have this great idea or this big, big reflection or this big eye-opening moment, but I wasn't actively like seeking it. It just kind of came to me, which is kind of like where this came about. And um, it made me really like think about that working on yourself isn't about changing who you are. It's about finding yourself. And it's just a little kind of mantra that I wanted to share before we delve on into the episode because it is so true. I feel like <clears throat> I felt this before in my journey. There was a time where I was working on myself 
but I thought that process was actively changing everything about myself. Now, as we know, working on our growth, a, a part of that is change. It's positive change and it's growing and it's moving to a different place. Like if we use food relationship, for example, maybe you're at a place where food relationship behaviors are unaligned, unhealthy, disordered. We want to work through them. And we're actively creating change to move into a healthier place with food. So we know that change is a part of working on or working on ourselves. But I think as well, the biggest thing to remember here, it's not about changing everything about who you are. It's not about changing who you are at the core. It's not about, you know, just shifting everything about yourself. It's also actually about finding yourself. And like I said, there was a time in my journey where I was changing everything about myself. I wasn't dressing how I wanted to dress. I wasn't like being myself. And I completely, I guess like I changed who I was on the journey was actually upon reflection to where I'm now, it's really brought to light that actually it's about finding who you are in the process of, of working on certain areas of yourself. So you might be working on your health right now, or you might be working on within that bracket, you know, food relationship, body image, health goals, whatever it might be, which is amazing. And we get to work on those things from a place of kindness. But we also in that process, we get to find who we are. We don't have to change who we are at the core. We don't have to change who we are as a being. We still get to find ourselves in that process of directly working on ourselves. And I feel like some people may need to hear that today. So I feel like we talk a lot about change, which is great. We love positive change, but we also don't need to change who we are. We don't need to shift everything about ourselves and, and, and lose ourselves. We get to like simultaneously work on positive change in some areas but at the same time get to find ourselves in that process like the change becomes a portal to find who we are and like I was saying you know when we work on our food um, and body relationship or our health etc we tend to get a deeper connection with ourselves which supports the process of finding who we are and this kind of came back because if we think about my hair for example which is such a small weird example there was a time where um, I've I've been many different colours in my time, um, and there was a time where I was like quite blonde, um, and I loved it originally. When I nothing against by the way being blonde, but at the time when I was blonde, I loved it. But then I kept staying blonde because I thought that. I had to be a certain way. I had to look a certain way. And then I had this realization of like, I don't want to do that no more, you know? So that's why I went back pink. And it, it was really letting myself find more about myself. And it's quite funny actually, because since like making those decisions and stuff, I've been connecting myself on a much deeper level. And I think it's just a nice thing to remember. And I know I've mentioned it on another episode as well, but on the process of working on ourselves and change, like we still get to have fun, we get to do the inner healing and the growth and the rebirths and the tough shit and the difficult times and the 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 important and more to the point work. We get to do all of that, but we still get to have fun on the process and seek fulfillment and joy and be carefree. And I think it's really reminding ourselves that we need both of that as well. As you'll know, like I come on this podcast and I have these powerful I like I'd like to think of powerful and deep conversations but I had these like to the point detailed gentle conversations with you all but then I also come on here and I'd be my carefree self and I dance around and I'm like yes do you know what I mean and it's important to make sure that on the journey that you are yes doing that more inner to the point 
gentle work but also you're having the fun and that kind of links to finding yourself you know you don't have to just fit a box I am going on a ramp right now but I will finish this in a second but you don't have to fit into a box like one thing I, I always reflect around my birthday actually around things that I've realized or growth that I've made and I think a really big one for me that I've learned is I don't need to fit into a box like for so long I was like oh well I've just got to be really gentle and detailed all the time and be that kind of person and coach to then actually realize recently that I get to be that but I also get to be the fun vibrant like I've got different parts to myself some days I'm very like zen gentle like to like you know what I mean that kind of vibe and then sometimes I'm just like get me some music on and I'm gonna twerk and have a dance around but you get to vibe with different energies of yourself you don't have to fit into a box and this links me back to the point of you get to work on yourself and create positive change but this journey is not about changing who you are as an individual it's actually about finding who you are and being really confident and empowered and owning that because that's something that's magical about you. So thank you for joining (laughs) my little, I guess, not rant, but like conversation today. Um, It's one of those I just wanted to have. And I was like, do you know what we're going to share on the podcast? Now let me get into the things that you need to know about mental restriction. Oh my gosh, one second. No, I can't. Crystal. Can't forget the crystal. It's my birthday week, which of course means I've brought along uh, Gemini today. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, I brought along Emerald today, which is obviously all linking to Gemini. Botched that one up, didn't I? Um, we we leave everything in. We don't need to edit that out. And um, but yeah, I brought Emerald along with me today, obviously because Gemini. Um, it just seemed so fitting. We love a bit of Emerald. It's a lovely colour. So let's jump on into this conversation right now, and I'm super excited for it. So let's go into delving into uh, mental restriction and things that you can do to overcome it and find more freedom with food. So there's so many different avenues that we could talk about on this topic, but I've just narrowed it down to three really important things that you need to do to help you overcome um, that mental restriction. And you might be thinking, okay, like what is this mental restriction? Like take me for a little bit more. So all it is, is you know when you notice restriction maybe from having certain foods or certain food groups or you feel guilty for having certain things or going out for meals or there's these food rules that you have these are all elements of restriction restriction can come in different shapes and forms it's not just always saying no to things and not allowing yourself to have stuff things like food rules and food labels they're a form of restriction and obviously we 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 can act within a behavioral way where we we physically restrict from things but we also can then have this mental restriction where that can the mental restriction can drive us acting in a certain way so maybe we've got this mental restriction so one of our beliefs is um i'm not allowed to eat this food in the week and then now that drives the behavior of finding yourself always never having it because of that mental restriction that belief that you've got and so this is why it can obviously impact things but also a big one is a lot of the mindsets that we have will impact obviously our behaviors but also how we feel around food and it's the mental restriction that when we can work through that it becomes easier to seek more freedom with food and seek more permission. So the first thing that's really important to know when it comes to um, overcoming this is all about giving yourself permission to eat. The biggest way to overcome restriction is we have to give ourselves permission to eat. We have to directly 
challenge and face the restriction that we've been made to feel that we should do or that we're currently doing and we have to face that like I always say I think I said it on um an Instagram live I did the other day so where you're at now so let's say lots of restriction lots of food guilt lots of struggling with food battling with food worrying about food and you want to move to this place of um, more balance and freedom and nourishment and no more like of that mental restriction and battling with food so you're at a and you want to get to b in order to get there we have to make these changes permission to eat to help us get to that place but sometimes what happens is there's some there's an element of resistance here because even if the restriction isn't serving you and you know this isn't an aligned behavior to me right now, it's not something I wanna do. You can be so used to that maybe those beliefs have been so ingrained into your mindset or you're so used to acting in that way around food that getting to be there's gonna be resistance because your brain is like, no, we're used to the restriction and the guilt and the not having this food. And now you're wanting to have it. That's so like unknown territory. And this is why we notice these feelings of resistance because we're going from a place what we're used to, to something new. And our brain can be so used to these beliefs, so integrated that it feels unknown territory. And I relate to this, you know, like at the time of my journey, when I was working on it, I was so used to eating all of my meals out of meal prep um, and like Tupperware. I was so used to cutting out so many foods. I was so used to always saying no to sweet foods and eating the same foods every day and just being fixated on macros. And I was in this like really restrictive place. And now I was going to myself, oh, Becca, you're giving yourself a bit more permission now. And my brain was like, whoa, hold on a second. Because all of the information that I've read from fitness influencers and all of the things that I'd been told and I had seen and the restriction and the fitness industry I was brought up around had made me believe all of the, the permission to eat was like, no, you can't do that. And it was, it, it was difficult because it's unknown territory. But we have to challenge and we have to face this behavior and give ourselves the permission in order to overcome the behavior. Does that make sense? So this is really, really important when it comes to our journey and that's where we get to where we wanna be. So in order to do that, there's three key things that you can start doing to support overcoming that restriction and giving yourself more permission to eat. The first one, which is a really big one, is the inner work. And this isn't going to be new to you if you've listened to my podcast for a while. I talk about the inner and the outer work a lot, but the inner work really is important. If we want to overcome that mental restriction and we want more freedom with food, we have to do the inner work. And the inner work can be things like changing our beliefs around food. It can look like reframing our the food labels that we use. It can look like overcoming and healing from all the food rules that we've been made to uh, believe. The inner work is going into our mind. And it's really uncovering and bringing awareness to the beliefs and the way that we're thinking and we're feeling about food right now is getting really crystal clear on like what's going off at the moment like what beliefs do I adopt where's that come from like what's going off here and then when we have that awareness it becomes easier to work through it but also with the inner work as well like I mentioned earlier we can do that healing work 
we can start healing through these beliefs and these mindsets that we've been made to feel around food and when we heal through them it becomes easier once again it doesn't mean you have to have everything healed in order to overcome restriction because the the outer work helps as well which i'm going to talk about in a second but the inner work is very important because we need a mindset to match the place that we want to be so if we want to move to food freedom we need a mindset that's starting to match that we're never going to achieve food freedom if we continually hold these beliefs around food, these really negative and disordered beliefs around food. So when we start working through these beliefs, it then supports us having the mindset to move into more food freedom. So the inner work is very important. It's all about exploring the mindsets that you adopt right now around food, the way that you think around food, the way that you feel around food, where these beliefs have come from, what rules do you hold, what labels do you hold around food, getting really clear on that, bringing the awareness, exploring it, and then doing the healing and the release work and the reframing and the letting go and the shifting your perspective around food. This all comes under the uh, umbrella of inner work. And when we do that process, that then helps us shift our direct mindset around food. And like I said earlier, the mindset that we have around food or the way that we feel around food will directly impact our behaviors. If we can start shifting our mindset around food, that's also gonna support our behaviors. And also it's gonna give you the mindset to match to move into that food freedom. This can look like things like doing journal work can help here, communicating about it, loads of different avenues. So delving into understanding it and then doing that reframing and perspective shift work. The second thing that you need to do is to have the foods that you've once restricted from or go into the situations that you've once restricted from. This is all about the direct outer work. So we need the inner work, but we're never going to overcome the restriction unless we actually directly show up away from the restriction and we show up in situations that once we've avoided. So I'll give an example. Maybe we have somebody who's restricted from having sweet foods. So you've restricted from having things like biscuits, um, having the donut when you're out of your friends, whatever it might be, and you've always restricted from having them, thinking that you can't have them and you feel really guilty around them. So you've been so used to restricting from them. And it's this restriction that's impacting food relationship because when we have it, the guilt comes up because we've got a negative mindset around it, we then overeat, then we restrict, da 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 da, da. impacting food relationship, impacting consistency. We need to have permission to eat. And a big thing actually, like I said, there is when you give yourself permission <clears throat> to eat and overcome the restriction, yes it will support your food relationship but it's also going to support your consistency on your healthy lifestyle changes because it becomes a lot easier to create a long-term lifestyle when we give ourselves permission to eat because we can be more consistent in the long run so we have to give ourselves permission so if we go back to my example of somebody restricting from sweet foods what we want to do here is start steadily allowing us to, that person to start having some sweet foods and getting more comfortable with it now, the first time you have something that you've restricted from or you've been in a situation that you've avoided, I'm not going to sit here and say it's the easiest thing in the world because <laughs> I'm going to be completely real. It's difficult. You know, when I talk about your food relationship growth can be difficult. This is just an example of it. If you're so used to not having something and now you let yourself have it, that's not going to be the easiest thing straight away because your brain's like, we don't usually have this and now you're letting yourself have it. It can bring up still some feelings of guilt. It can still bring up some feelings of worry. That might happen. This is why one thing that's really important is to have self-soothing techniques to help you in these moments. And I'll give an example actually of one of my clients. So 
we've been directly working on this she's been in like a place of lots of mental restriction from toxic uh, fitness culture can't have this not allowed that um all, all of these different mindsets and we started going like you're gonna have so one thing that she um has restricted from is some of the ethnic food that her mum makes and we started going actually we're gonna let ourselves have some of it we're gonna give ourselves permission to eat it mindfully in a nice portion control manner and she started having some I remember one of the first few times that she did like she messaged me saying like I had some but I feel really guilty and it feels a bit unnatural and I, I enjoyed it but now afterwards the worry's coming up what can I do and this is where we went into loads of self-soothing techniques to help her in that moment because it's not about oh my gosh no you should not feel guilt that's not the vibe the vibe is we know that it can still come up when we're starting to work on this behavior, it's unknown territory, but what we can do is choose how we respond to the situation. We're gonna start self-soothing. The more that we start self-soothing, the more that we reduce the guilt, the more that we feel calmer, the more regulated we feel around eating certain foods or being in certain situations, then in turn, within time and consistency, we find more freedom in these situations and we find more peace within them. This is why I always say, you know, overcoming those tough moments is important, but also having that consistent effort, effort there. You know, my client here could have gone, it, I felt guilty, it felt difficult, I'm not going to do it. But she went, I know that this is a part of the journey, let me look how I can respond to it. And that's really, really important to mention as well. So the key thing here is to start giving yourself permission to have the things that you've once restricted. You cannot heal your food relationship and overcome restriction unless you give yourself permission to have those things that you've restricted or those situations that you've restricted. Have you always restricted going out for food with your friends? Okay, well, we can maybe say yes. It's not saying that in the next week you have to give yourself permission to do all of these things straight away it can be a step-by-step -step process go at a realistic pace but when you give yourself that permission we then directly help overcome the restriction and a big factor there as well is self-soothing techniques to help in any moments of like worry or little struggles or wobbles that can come up because then we can respond to that feeling self-soothe work through it and over time feel more comfortable with it self-soothing can be things like skin-to-skin -skin contact breath work journal fresh air mindful moments all of that stuff can be very very useful for self-soothing and calming our uh, nervous system to self-regulate the third and final thing that's really important here as well is understanding the ins and outs of food freedom. So I know I've mentioned in a previous episode um, about food freedom. So food freedom has four key components. It's eating for health, energy, pleasure and satisfaction. So health, energy, pleasure, satisfaction. So that's like the four elements of food freedom. So what we basically want to do is delve into understanding food freedom on a much deeper level. Like I don't know if I've spoken about this on a podcast, I may have. I know I've done Instagram posts on it, but anyway with food freedom we can often have some misconceptions around it one of the biggest misconceptions of food freedom is that like oh if I give myself permission to eat surely I'll, I'll eat everything all the time no matter what and I'll just go crazy around food um which I get you know when we've been so used to the restriction or the the obsession with macros whatever it might be as soon as we start saying oh give yourself a bit more permission your brain's like well I'm gonna go mad with food why do I give myself permission and this is where we have to learn the ins and out of food freedom. Not only what food freedom looks like, like I've just gone those four key elements and finding the middle ground between nourishing body, but also enjoying all types of food. We have to find that middle ground, but also as well, um, is understanding, but how 
can I get there and overcome these misconceptions that I have? It's all about reframing work and really understanding what it means to have food freedom in a way that suits you what food freedom can look like and also like having that trust in that moment because I understand that misconception as well I remember when I first started giving myself permission to I thought I was going to go crazy and obviously when we start to give ourselves permission we can have a little bit um, of desire to want to eat more certain foods and that can come up and we trust that process and we ride it through and then that starts to die down but it is really about trusting the phase of it trusting giving ourselves permission to eat and also really understanding what food freedom look like so we can overcome those misconceptions and we can find more mindfulness and more trust around food not an overnight process but it's a process that's really really worth it because honestly when you start giving yourself more permission not only do you start to enjoy things that you've once avoided maybe going out with your friends or enjoying all types of food in a healthier manner again you also nourish yourself more because of, of giving yourself permission. But also, this is a big element to a healthier food relationship because in order to break that restrict ovary, that guilt, all of those things, obviously there's many different things we can do. But one of the biggest ones is permission. Moving away from the direct restriction and the ovary and the battles with food and moving into the permission and balance. We have to take that step from where we're at into the permission. I would say it's from, um, it's kind of like from punish to nourish. It's from um, restriction to permission. We have to go from that bubble that we're in into this new bubble in order to find that healthier relationship with food. And when we do this, you get more food freedom, you have more peace around food, more life enjoyment, better consistency on your health goals. Like all my clients who work on health goals, we give them permission to eat because when they do, consistency becomes so much easier. Being more mindful, making aligned choices becomes easier. This is one of the key fundamentals to getting you to the place that you wanna be right now. So working on those three processes really, really helps in order to get there and start giving yourself that permission. So yes, if you go away and you start working on those, it's really, really going to help with finding that peace with food and creating a healthy relationship with food, which every single person deserves to have. Um, and if you are listening to this and you're thinking, oh my freaking gosh, I'm ready to go on to work on these a little bit more. Because um, obviously, like I said, I've gone through learning more on self-soothing techniques and you want to learn more on, you know, how to do the inner work really successfully. Maybe you want to learn more on like, okay, but like, how can I successfully give myself permission to enjoy those foods? What's the exact step-by-step step process to do that? How can I self-soothe? How can I learn more about food freedom? Like, how can I delve into this more on a much deeper level? Then I've got the most amazing news for you. And the place that you need to be is the Flourishing Free Academy. This is the place that is gonna teach you all of that in more depth, in more detail. In fact, our second module on there is all about um from restriction to permission it's all about this in so much more depth and detail obviously there's more modules you have module modules on emotional eating there's so many other areas food guilt all of the spectrum of food relationship <clears throat> but one of our modules takes you through these steps in more depth in more detail showing you the exact how and the exact step-by-step -step process so you know what you need to do at what pace you need to do it and ultimately how to get you to this healthier place with food it's got everything that 
that you need, all of the information, all of the workbooks, all of the tasks to get you to that healthier place with food. So I would 1000% recommend that you need to get into the Flourishing Free Academy. I have put the link in the show notes so you can go read a little bit more about it. It's the exact process of healing your food relationship. But what I will say, and I can't say too much, but I will quickly say to you, tomorrow, something really fun, really exciting, really freaking amazing is happening on my Instagram and on my email list. So I'm just going to say, if you are someone really serious about healing your food relationship, you're really serious about delving into this more and you really want to find that peace with food, do go check out and read more about Flourishing Free, but just wait till tomorrow because something really freaking exciting is happening and you do not want to miss out on it. It's one of the most craziest things I've done, but it's gonna help you heal your food relationship. And it's really freaking exciting. But I can't say too much because I'm trying to keep the suspense there. But let me just say, keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram tomorrow or go onto the link in the show notes and um, join my email list. They are the first who's gonna hear about it. And you can be healing your food relationship. It might just have something as well to do with the Flourishing Free Academy and loads of other things as well. So you, it's really fun, really exciting. But keep your eyes peeled tomorrow because there's something really fun, a big um, juicy things happening, that's all I can say. And you'll be able to join and you'll be able to like heal your food relationship at the best time possible. But that's all I'm gonna say. So keep your eyes peeled for tomorrow on my Instagram and my uh, email list because there's never been a better time to be aware of what I'm saying and heal your food relationship. But I will see you over there then. But the Flourishing Free Academy is a place to be to show you exactly how to do all of this in so much depth and detail so you can start healing your food relationship. But I wanna say a massive thank you for joining me today. I've loved every single minute of this podcast episode and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Any questions, anything you wanna share, please drop me a DM over on Instagram at bestrong.coach and I probably should turn this off to go wash my hair dye out but have a magical magical week and I'll speak to you all in the next episode and make sure to keep your eyes peeled for all of the fun details coming tomorrow because it's amazing and you don't want to miss it and it's mind-blowing but I'll speak to you all soon and have a fantastic week